and Andy later described his childhood succinctly. I was born on June 1, 1926, in Mount Aaron, North Carolina, an only child. My parents, Carl and Geneva Griffith, still live there. My daddy worked in a furniture factory, first running a handsaw and then being a machine room foreman. We lived in a little old wooden house. We had an old majestic radio which provided our only entertainment and which gave us much joy. We heard good country music over the radio. I was raised a Baptist, and most of my early social life revolved around the church. As for church, he noted, I started going to revival meetings as soon as I could walk. At the age of 11, I played a farmer in a Christmas play about religion, put on at the Second Baptist Church in Mount Airy. Later on, I joined the Baptist Young People's Union and did my early courting there. Since he was an only child, Griffith had more opportunities than many of his peers from larger families. He later remembered, The first show I ever saw was when I was five and my daddy and mother took me to Winston-Salem, about 35 miles away, to see a road company production of Carmen. All that clapping and clanging and carrying on, I sure did enjoy it. Though the church was an important part of his life as a child, Griffith still spent most of his waking hours at school, and it was there that he got his first taste of what it was like to be on stage. I started entertaining when I was in the third grade at the Rockford Street Grammar School in Mount Airy. I sang two courses of Put On Your Old Gray Bonnet. The other kids laughed at the way I sang it, and they called me Tandy Andy, and Andy Gump, from the funnies kids do that. All it did was make me mad. Despite the teasing, Andy and his parents were a musical family that often sang together in the evenings and even while doing chores, even though they didn't own a piano or any other kind of musical instrument. It was a lack that Andy felt keenly, especially as he got older. He explained, when I was 14 or 15, I got attracted to uh, swing music. And about that time, I went to see a movie called Birth of the Blues with Bing Crosby and Mary Martin. In it, there was a man playing a trombone. Now, I'd been asking for a musical instrument of some kind, but my daddy couldn't afford it. The people in that part of the country were very proud, and so was my daddy. So I couldn't borrow from anyone for a trombone. With no other options open to him, Andy decided to get his trombone the old-fashioned way, getting a job. Eventually, he earned enough money to get his prized possession, which he explained in his memoirs. I was in the Mount Airy High School by then, and I got myself a job with the NYA, sweeping out the school after classes. I started making monthly payments of $6 on a $33 trombone. In the Spiegel mail order catalog, it, it took me five and a half months, but then I got this trombone, and I was the happiest boy in all North Carolina. Of course, having a trombone was one thing, but playing it was another. Griffith began to ask around town, hoping to find someone who could give him trombone lessons. Just about that time, a new minister, a man named Ed Mickey, came to our town for the Moravian Church, which had a band made up entirely of brass instruments. Many Moravian preachers, going back to Germanic custom, know how to play in a band and how to lead one. Ed Mickey began to make the whole town ring with beautiful music. 
So I took my trombone to him, and he said he would teach me how to play it. For three years, he gave me a free lesson once a week. Ed Mickey taught me to sing and to read music and to play every brass instrument there was in the band, and the guitar and the banjo besides. <laughs> I was best at playing the E-flat alto horn. Though Griffith and his family had been Baptists, the bandmaster's kindness to Andy won over the entire family and almost changed the course of his life. Griffith explained, When I was 16, I joined the church, together with my mother and my daddy. I was very happy with the Moravians. All the other band members accepted me. They didn't ever make fun of me. When Ed Mickey had a call to serve another Moravian church somewhere else in the state, I became the leader of the band until a church could bring in a new preacher.